Where's Waldo? Whoa! Greetings! Heard about my new SpaghettiOs pasta shapes? You're in SpaghettiOs? New Where's Waldo SpaghettiOs! With hats, walking sticks, shirts, whoop, even me! All with that great SpaghettiOs taste! Alright, chow time! You've gotta find them first! Got it! Way to go! Mm. See you around! I've gotta have SpaghettiOs! And Waldo! Life is all about finding the joy in things. Because it's the little things that make life worth living. It's true. And a man saw life in shades of white and red. And for a long time, the world also saw in white and red. As we all searched for one man. This is the story of Where's Waldo? This is Toys R Us. All of my best friends are toys. Oh boy, all of my best Hello. Hi. And thanks for finding us once again, as we help you find out the history of something you loved growing up. My name is Richard Hunt, and with me as always is my cousin and co-host, Brian Muth. Hey, everybody. Brian. Yes. This week, we're paying close attention to the details as we dive into the history of Where's Waldo. Well, it's where the devil is, or so I hear. Yeah. Devil's on the details. That being said, are you ready to start? You bet. We start our story on September 27th, 1956, in Hampstead, London. Ooh. Or Hampstead? I don't know. Hard to say. Gonna hear it one way or the other. We're we'll meet up with a newly born Martin Hanford. Hi, Martin. 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 Martin Short. Martin Lawrence. Oh. Big Mama's house. Yep. Martin was a solitary child, born to divorced parents. He began drawing crowds when he was four or five years old, and later as a child, making stick figures on paper. <laughs> that sounds familiar. I mean, it, and it just evolved, right? Because you would be making stick figures on paper, and then you find, like, addictinggames.com with the stick figure fighting. <laughs> yeah. Or the one where you just, like, murder a stick figure with random things. Yeah. I used to love that. And think about how many people, like, no, parents had no idea that's what the fuck was uh-uh. going on. Yeah. They were too just... worried about, like, actual video games yeah. instead of watching this fucking stick figure <laughs> get chopped in half by something. Hmm. The heady days of the early internet. Oh, man. After school, when most of the children he knew would go outside and play games, he would draw pictures instead. He said, I needed to get things accurate from a very early age, he told the London Times. If I enacted battles, then I had to have all the soldiers in the right places. He even continued playing with the soldiers as as an adult. Crowded movies were another fantastic piece of chaos he loved to draw. Hmm. All the things that entertained me seemed to touch on each other, he said. I became obsessed by films like Errol Flynn's Adventures of Robin Hood. It was about this time that The Alamo came out. I can't remember quite how many times I saw it. It was, and is, an episode in history that combines all the elements that excite me most. Battles with enormous color and movement, great heroism on part of the main characters. His favorite book, he told the LA Times, The Golden History of the World, was an inspiration too. Hmm. 
After high school, he studied at Maidstone Art College for three years. That sounds so British, it's not even funny. What's funny, though, is like during his time at Maidstone, mm-hmm. he was in a punk band. That's baller. It's like fucking school rock. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I got stuck it to the manitis. Um, but he didn't make it into a post-grad course at the Royal College. So he turned to more inconspicuous work. I suppose insurance clerk would be the generic description, he said. He was a royal clerk at the offices of the Guardian Royal Exchange. Which just sounds like way fancier than it probably is. Yeah, definitely. I'm a clerk at the office of the Guardian Royal Exchange. Mmm. Pass the great coupon. And he worked on illustration in his free time. His work was largely lost in the crowd until the perfect publisher found him. As an adult, he worked for three years in an insurance office, Crusader Insurance Company. Man, Crusader, Guardian, what the hell? Just putting, like, badass words over just fucking menial shit. Yeah. God. What is it, man? Like... I gotta spice it up somehow, right? That's true. Spice is life. That's right. Um... And he worked at that office to pay for his degree at art college. He studied art at the University of Creative Arts, formerly Kent Institute of Art and Design, in Maidstone, Kent, and continued to draw what were always busy and militarily correct battle scenes. Following art college, Martin worked at a freelance illustrator specializing in drawing crowd scenes for numerous clients. That seems right up his alley. He actually created the album cover for the Vapor's 1981 album, Magnets, which is... Is that the one with Turning Japanese? No, it's the follow-up to the one oh. with Turning Japanese. Which is just like... <laughs> yikes. Yeah. Trevor features an assassination scene, which forms in the shape of an eye. In 1986, Hanford was asked by his art director at Walker Books, where he had taken up residence, to draw a character with peculiar features so that his pictures of crowds had a focal point. Walker Books was headed by David Lloyd, a former circus clown. Yeah. His name, as a clown, is probably the funniest fucking thing I've ever heard. It better be fucking giant-ass titty sprinkles. Mr. Turkey Sandwich. That's so mundane, it's hilarious. Imagine, like, going to a birthday party. Well, hi, kids, I'm <laughs> Mr. Turkey Sandwich. What the fuck? What the fuck? Who invited the fucking turkey sandwich? Um, <laughs> Mr. Turkey Sandwich, a.k.a. David Lloyd, occasionally <clears throat> wore quirky hats around the office. But in the mid-80s, he was looking for something new for the children's book company. David Bennett, also of Walker, said the company was searching for something in the style of French illustrator Philippe Dupesquire. Oh. That's uh, Doug Dimidone's cousin. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Whose Busy Place series featured dense crowds. Bennett remembered Hanford's work from an illustrator's manual and gave him a call. And Hanford suggested his obsession, crowd scenes. He handed in a book packed with dense, funny illustrations that people around the world would have come to love. But there was something missing. This woman has a fucking badass name. Oh, yeah? Donna Casanova. Yeah! 
That's just like this is like totally made up. Pinky Tuscadero. Yeah. (laughs) Donna Casanova. Um, she was another Walker employee, and she she said she helped him randomly brainstorm Wally. Which Wally is Waldo. It's everywhere else. Yeah. Except here. Hello, America. It's fucking Philosopher's Stone, Sorcerer's Stone all over again. Uh, The company was getting ready for Baloney Book Fair, which I'm sure Mr. Turkey Sandwich fucking hated. (laughs) So get these motherfuckers out of my house. Sounds like a a library-themed porno. Baloney Book Fair. Oh, God. Just slap the fucking Brazzers logo on the bottom. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Uh, And just... A week or so before, someone, several someones, laid claim to being the someone that came up with Wally. And who is Wally? Except, you know, an excellent Wally. <laughs> well, Wally is a world traveler and time traveler aficionado who always dresses in red and white. Is he a time lord? Probably. I'm you know what? Probably, man. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Wally is joined on most of his travels by his friend, Wenda, who wears clothes with the same colors as Wally's, and by an evil character named Oddlaw, which is Waldo (laughs) spelled backwards, backwards, who dresses in yellow and black. It's like Negaduck from (laughs) Darkwing Duck. Yes. Or fucking Wario and uh, Waluigi. Yeah. Uh, The invention of Wally started an empire for Hanford. And Hanford used his unique methods to get there. His publishers called him a shy and creative genius who was very dedicated to his work. Which I think more often than not is the case. Yeah, that's kind of how it goes. Like, if you're a shy, creative genius, you're going one of two paths. Yeah. You're going to create something that everybody loves, or you're, or you're going to them. murder everybody. <laughs> there's, there's like no in-between. Yeah. You're either a creative type or a psychopath. Yeah. Go all Unabomb around the, on the world. Lord. Molly's clothing was born out of necessity, not a love for striped shirts. There was no other significance in the clothing I gave him, Hanford told the Orlando Centennial in 1993. A stripy top is quite eye-catching. The jeans, ordinary. Extras that would reinforce his appearance. I didn't want a character who was ultra-cool, he told EW in 1990. Well, he fucking succeeded. He really did. He drew each picture to the same scale as in the books, packing more figures in each book, which took about six to eight weeks per scene. Dang. I mean, you gotta figure, like, that's one thing well, yeah. you can't say is that they're not fucking no. hyper-detailed. They really are. Because you're seeing some shit. It's like the I Spy books. Oh, yeah. yeah you're just yeah. like, oh my fucking god, this had to take for fucking ever. And forever it did. Mm-hmm. Starting with black and white outlines, he went from left to right on the page as he zoned out with old movies and music. Originally, his routine involved being surrounded by books, comics, and toy soldiers while he slayed over the books. (laughs) Working from 2pm to 6am, he drew away until each book was complete, killing time by listening to the Bee Gees, The Clash, or old tapes of Sergeant Bilko. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's quite a diverse... That That it really is. That's wild. Yeah. But the eccentric process produced a global phenomenon. As Wally traveled around the world, he got new names. He's called 
Ubaldo in Italy. Oh. Charlie in France. Chuck. Gover in Holland. Ooh. Aref in Egypt. And Walter in Germany. Walter. <laughs> and Walter. many and many other names that fit his vaguely nerdy personality. Chauncey. <laughs> the list of Waldo's names is insane. I bet right? it is. <laughs> the Afrikaans name is Willie. Oh, hi, Willie. Uh, in Arabic, it's Fudulo. <laughs> Bulgarian, it's Uoli. Ooh. Catalan, it's Wally. Chinese, it's Waley. <laughs> uh, Mandarin is Wailai. Wailai. Croatian is Jura. Czech is Valdik. Danish is Holger. Dutch is Wally. Estonian is Voli. Finnish is Valu. French wow. is Charlie. Galatian is Wally. German is Walter. Uh, Georgian is Voli. Greek is Guole. Oh, jeez. Hebrew is Ifi. Uh, Hindu is Hedi. Hungarian is Vili. Icelandic is Valley. Because, you know. Yeah. Uh, Italian, Ubaldo. Japanese, Wuri. <laughs> Korean, wa- Wali. Lithuanian, Valdas. North American English, Waldo. Well. <laughs> Norwegian, Willy. Polish, Wally. Portuguese. Good idea. <laughs> yes, where's Willie? Hmm. Portuguese Wally. Serbian Guile. <laughs> <laughs> like the dude from Street Fighter? Yes, they're just like. Baller. Okay. Just imagine Super- where's Waldo in a Street Fighter game. <laughs> or that just would like be pretty awesome. pop up as a special attack because you didn't see him coming. Gee. Nice. Um, Spanish is Wally. Swedish is Waldo, Vali, and Hugo, or Hugo. Mm. Turkish is Ali and Gezjin Veli. I like the first one better. <laughs> Vietnamese is Van Lang, and Welsh is Wally. With like three Y's and no, just a couple L's. W-A-L-I. Hmm. But the two most famous names, Wally and Waldo, have more complex origins. Wally's name came from his original description as a bit of a bumbler. In England in the 1980s, there was a certain kind of character called a train spotter. Someone slightly nerdy, a bit idiotic. <laughs> and maybe just a little bit heavily addicted to drugs. Yeah, frilly into heroin. <laughs> Hello there, do you have more heroin? <laughs> That's the dark Obi-Wan fucking yeah. <laughs> standalone movie. The dark Obi-Wan universe. God. Um, the freaking bong pops out. General Kenobi. <laughs> I do want to sell you death sticks. <laughs> Good lord. Um, Hanford told Dallas Morning News that train spotting ma- matched Wally's lost personality perfectly. In England, he told the New York Times, if someone says something silly or looks slightly foolish, he is called a Wally. <laughs> Quit being such a Wally. You're acting like a real fucking Wally. He is a little goofy, but well-meaning. So where did Waldo come from? It wasn't just a random replacement for Wally. It was a publisher's strange personal reference or preference. The name Wally reminded John Keller at Little Brown of Wallace Simpson of the woman King Edward VIII married. Oh. So he threw Waldo into the mix. Hmm. This is my wife, Wally. 
Take my wife, please. (laughs) Whatever the reason, Waldo was born, but he wasn't done evolving. His His personality changed as he grew. Wally has showed up in 26 languages and sold over 75 million books. That's a lot of books. That's a lot of books. Thanks to the timeless work of an author who once called Wally his life. His bread and butter. He's been banned in schools and cameoed in movies, but as Wally's become a hit, he's grown up a little too. He has a very good nature and he's fascinated with everything. He doesn't judge anyone. He watches and just takes it in, Hanford told the Guardian. It could just be his imagination. It could just be traveling there in his mind. Oh, that's a dark... Uh, right? Kind of... Uh, he says Joe Biden dementia. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Biden just pictures everything as a Where's Waldo map. Yeah, that's, that's why he's exactly so fucking flustered. He's like... I can't find fucking Waldo. <laughs> Fuck! That's fucking funny. Um, from the personality point of view... No, hold on. But as Hanford grew up, Wally did too. At this moment, I'm not maniacally working as much as I used to because my I have my family to attend to, he said in 1997. For the record, he's always bristled at being compared to Wally, but Wally's found some stability as he gets into his late 20s. From the personality point of view, I see him as completely different now, Hanford explained. As far as I'm concerned, he's not idiotic. He is a cool guy. He knows where he's going. He's very open-minded, he's kind, and from a visual point of view, his face has actually changed to make him look less nerdy. <laughs> huh. I hadn't noticed. Well, when's the last time you looked at a fucking Where's Waldo book, uh, right? 30 years ago? That's just one of those <laughs> things that you're like, hmm, I forgot all about these. Uh, as more books were released, the cast of characters grew as well, including including Wizard Whitebeard. Wow. Wilma, Wenda, Woof, Oddlaw, and the Waldo Watchers. Waldo Watchers. More Waldo books followed, such as Where's Waldo in Hollywood, The Wonder Book, and The Great Picture Hunt. Ooh. Waldo soon became a huge pop pop culture sensation in the early 90s, and the world was swept with Waldo mania. Waldo fever. That's always like mania or fever. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Pac-Man fever. Dengue fever. (laughs) Uh, the franchise grew to include video games, books, magazines, toys, comics, and even an animated television series. That I don't even remember. No. The magical wizard Whitebeard often visits Waldo with one of his many magical scrolls, which is something he always ends up losing. The wizard is recognizable by his red ro- red robe, red robe, red robe, blue hat, long white beard, and his striped staff. Whitebeard is one with the magic that allows Waldo and his friends to travel to all the magical and far-off lands. While there are rumors stating that he is the father of Wenda, these have not been confirmed and are not considered canon. Wizard Whitebeard's first appearance was in 1989 in the book The Great Waldo Search. (laughs) Uh, Wilma, who is Waldo's girlfriend, she was a short-lived Waldo character only appearing in two books. The Ultimate Fun Book, and The Magnificent Poster Book. She was the original owner of Woof the Dog. Woof. Wilma is the twin sister of Wenda, who later replaced her as Where's Waldo's female character. Oh. The two appear together in The Magnificent Poster Book. 
Wilma's wardrobe includes a red and white striped shirt, blue skirt, red and white striped stockings, glasses, and her hair red and a white bobbled hat. Like Waldo, Wilma wrote postcards. They were often to the reader or Waldo and were sent with her own photo stamp, similar to Waldo's. She introduced herself in the Ultimate Fun book, saying, My name is Wilma, and from now on I'm going to go wherever you go. Just for fun, of course. Not Have sure. you noticed me yet? Have you spotted me in the crowd? And if you met my dog, Woof? That's some stalker shit right I there. I know. Man. Some single white female that's, fucking Wilma, okay? That's, that's dark, man. Wenda is Waldo's current girlfriend. Which, look at Waldo, you little slut. Yeah, right? <laughs> He's like, you know what? Not only am I going to date you, we're going to break up and date your twin sister. Yeah. Like, oh. That's some Scott Pilgrim shit there. That is some Scott Pilgrim shit. Uh, Wenda is the character who takes all the pictures, according to the intro of the Wonder Book, but she always loses her camera. Wanda was featured in Where's Waldo, the television series, and in an episode, The Living Exhibits. She had first appeared in 1991 in Where's Waldo, the magnificent poster book, along with her twin sister, Wilma. Wilma, however, has not been seen since. Ooh, somebody got murdered. Just fucking shanked. Yeah. Stabbed her directly in the red stripe, so nobody noticed. <laughs> so nobody noticed, yeah. Um... You have Woof, which is Waldo's dog. His first appearance was in 1990 in the Where's Waldo, the Ultimate Fun Book. The Ultimate Fun, ultimate fun, fun Book. An Odd Law, which is, you know, literally listen to the description. It's just like just describing Waluigi or Wario. <laughs> he is a mean, nasty, loathsome, and disgusting man. <laughs> That's Wario, all right. Who, his number of good deeds are few, and all he cares about is getting his hands on Waldo's magic walking stick. That's a metaphor. That is a metaphor. His wardrobe includes a black and yellow striped shirt, black jeans, boots, dark glasses, yellow and black bobbled hat, and a slick mustache. Oddlaw yep. <laughs> seems to be something of an evil twin to Waldo, and is later confirmed by the revelation that he comes from Oddlaw's swamp in remote Maine, where hundreds of other Oddlaws live. <laughs> Makes Maine sound like a real shithole. Maine is just like, you don't want to go there. Yeah, probably not. I mean, that's where, like, dairy is and shit, right. so. Yeah, you got fucking Pennywise and Oddlaw. Yeah. A whole swamp of Oddlaws. Yeah, we don't want that. No. Uh, Oddlaw can be really clumsy, so he always ends up getting hurt. His friends also tell him to frequently shut up and stop writing Oddlaw was here on everything. (laughs) (laughs) Um, he is reportedly based on a young boy that illustrator Martin Hanford met in Portland, Maine during a hunting trip. (laughs) Jeez. He first appeared in 1991 in the book Where's Waldo? The Magnificent Poster Book, where his role was like an anti-Waldo. You have the Waldo Watchers, which are basically just the groupies of Waldo. Waldo's got groupies. It's kind of like a meta thing because they're also looking for Waldo. Yeah. In a book about looking for Waldo. (laughs) And they've had plenty of places to look for Waldo. There are seven primary Waldo books. The books were released both in hardcover for the original books and subsequently in paperback. Each contains about a dozen scenes with Wally hidden in them. Each book has additional objects or hidden characters in each scene specific to that book. 
The book usually reserves telling the reader about some item to find until the end of the book so that the reader will have to go back through the book again. <laughs> sneaky fucks. Very sneaky. But it's like a choose-your-own-adventure book. At least you get, like, the most bang for your buck. Right. Uh, the book contains checklists for each scene of interesting things or people to find. You have Where's Wally in 1987. Where's Wally now? Um, U.S. title, Find Waldo Now, renamed Where's Waldo Now Later, Where's Waldo, Where's Waldo the Fantastic Journey, Where's Waldo in Hollywood, Where's Waldo the Wonder Book, Where's Waldo the Great Picture Hunt, Where's Waldo the Incredible Paper Chase, um, and there have been three rounds of revised editions. In 1993, to coincide with the publication of In Hollywood, the first three books were reprinted with Wenda, Woof, and the Wally Watchers added to the original illustrations, and the books were numbered on the cover a pocket or no on the cover. A pocket edition of the first book was also published in a tiny A6 format, which is 105 by 148 milliliters milliliters millimeters or 4.1 inches by 5.8 inches jeez talk about fucking putting a strain on your fucking eyes seriously if you don't got glasses you will now you fucked um and later printings of that book included a free magnifying glass (laughs) fucking a in 1997 to coincide with the publication of the wonder book special 10th anniversary editions of the first four books were published with a distinct silver border on the front covers and added later introduced characters and objects to look for in every scene. They also moved Wally to different locations from the original versions. Which, fucking, like I said, more bang for your buck. Where's Waldo, Jack Bauer edition, you try to find the nuclear bomb oh, in the crowd. Oh, shit. Yeah. In 2007, for the 20th anniversary, versary, 20th anniversary of the first book, the special editions of 1997 uh, and The Great Picture Hunt were re-released with a new cover into paperback format. The silver borders on the book were removed, and instead the books were numbered in the top left corner of the cover. Aside from the new numbering system, some of the, some of the front covers were also revised otherwise. For example, the now on the cover of Where's Wally Now was given a 2D effect, but it was originally designed to look like a 3D shape. Mm. In addition to the primary books, other books have been published in the Wally franchise. The first alternate format Wally book was the Ultimate Fun Book. In addition to standard Wally scenes, this paperback activity book featured other types of games and activities, as well as cardboard punch outs and stickers, because cardboard punch outs had to be in fucking everything. Yeah, they did. And you were either great at them or you fucking sucked. Yeah. And you ended up ripping somebody's fucking leg off or yep. their head off, and you're like. Motherfucker. And there's yeah. no way you're getting that book replaced. Yeah. Can't be like, oh, can we get a new book? I ripped this one. Yeah. No, that's the one you get. You're SOL. Hand you a fucking scotch tape. Yep. Like, fix it. Get it. Go to it. You're like, motherfucker. God damn it. <laughs> there was a bunch of Where's Waldo um, educational books, as well as sticker books. Ooh, stickers. Gotta love stickers. Hell yeah, dude. There was um, also a bunch of Where's Waldo comic strips. Ooh. Which I do remember. I don't. I remember like sun, like the Sunday Sun-Times looking at them. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
A series of geographical magazines for children was published in the United Kingdom, Ukraine, Ireland, Australia, New Zealand, South Africa, Portugal, Poland, Brazil, France, Hungary, Czech Republic, Malta, Bulgaria, and Russia called Wally's World. <laughs> nice. Uh, in each issue, Wally traveled to a different country or region of the world, giving the reader interesting facts. 52 issues were published from 1997 to January 1998. That's when Wally's History of the World began, focusing uh-huh. more on history than geography. The first issue was given away free with the late, or with the last issue of Wally's World. Got to keep them hooked. Yeah, get that first one for free. Yep. Uh, a 13 episode animated series, Where's Wally? What's with Townsend Coleman? As the voice of Wally. Michelangelo and the Tick. Was produced by Deke in CB, or for CBS in 1991. Dick. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, the show was later translated for international markets, usually renaming the character to match the books of that country. The dialogue and theme song were also uh, recorded in alternative Wally versions, with the same voice cast of the original U.S. production in order to market the show in the U.K., Hmm. The distribution rights for that show are currently held by Hit Entertainment. A new animated series by DreamWorks Animation appeared on Universal Kids on July 25th, 2019. Hmm. I wonder how well that did. In April 2000... I mean, did you hear anything about it? Nope. That's what I'm wondering. In April uh, 2019, the voice cast of Where's Waldo was announced, including Joshua Rush as the voice of Waldo, Haley Tejou... As Wenda, Eva Carlton as Oddlaw. No, sorry, Eva Carlton as Odd Lulu. Oh. Thomas Lennon as Wizard Whitebeard, <laughs> and Ian James Corlett as Woof. Woof. Which it's being moved to Peacock, which is oh the NBC yeah. streaming service. A film based on Where's Wally, um, had been pursued by Nickelodeon. Um. But when the regime changed at Paramount, which is Nickelodeon's parent company, the project was canceled. In June 2009, it was announced that Universal Studios, who would later own, um, who would later obtain ownership of the property, and its 2016 acquisition of Classic Media, um, owner DreamWorks Animation and Illumination Entertainment, had acquired the rights to turn Waldo into a live-action film, but that project was also canceled. There's really, I mean, unless you made it like a fucking Taken. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, in November 2011, Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer and Classic Media announced that a live-action film based on Where's Waldo series was in development. Screenwriter Todd Berger had been hired to write the story for the film, which was slated to be released in the summer of 2015. On March 9th, on March 9th, 2016, Deadline reported that Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg were in talks to produce the film with their producing partner, James Weaver, while Kyle Hunter and Ariel Shafir would write the film under their Point Grey Pictures banner. That actually might not be terrible. Well, yeah, I mean, it, I feel like if you, handed, if you handled it well, it could have been good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Waldo appeared in a shitload of different like popular culture things. You know? Oh, yeah. Uh, the 1994 comedy film Naked Gun 33 and the thir- <laughs> one third, <laughs> the final insult, um, features a cameo appearance by Wally at the end of the film during a scene that takes place at the Academy Awards. 
Uh, he was in 2012 Super Bowl commercial for MetLife, but he was extremely hard to find in the commercial. <laughs> Living up to his legacy. Uh, a normal uh, a number of North American video games were developed using the um, Waldo banner. Where's Waldo? 1991 for the NES. The Great Waldo Search for the NES, SNES, and Mega Drive. Wally, Wally Busagasi for the <laughs> Super Famicom, which was a Japanese exclusive um, published by Tomy. Where's Waldo at the Circus for PC? Where's Waldo Exploring Geography for PC? Where's Waldo the Fantastic Journey for PC, Mac, Nintendo Wii, and Nintendo DS? Where's Waldo in Hollywood? An iPhone, iPad, iPad, or iPod Touch game. Where's Waldo and Friends? A mobile game published by Ludia Incorporated on iOS and Android in 2015, but is no longer available for download. Aww. For several years in the early mid 90s, uh, it was also turned into a Sunday newspaper comic, comic slash puzzle developed by King Features Syndicate. The comics were also released in book form using the original name, Where's Waldo? Nice. In the early 1990s, Quaker Life Serial, no, Quaker Life Serial in the U.S. carried various Where's Waldo scenes on the back, um, along with collector's cards, toys, and send-away prizes. Mm-hmm. Which is the best use. It's the best use for a cereal box. Right? Because... I mean, you're staring at it anyways. Might as well make it fun. Hell yes. Um... Waldo uh, was brought up in a Simpsons episode, Hello Gutter, Hello Fodder, where Homer <laughs> shouts, Waldo, where are you? After looking at the scene of the cereal box as Waldo walks by the kitchen window. Nice. Uh, what's cool is that there's actually some science to where's Waldo. Oh, really? Humans use visual search, the technical term for looking for something with your eyes, constantly, writes cognitive psychologist Miguel P. Epstein. Tasks like looking for keys, searching for a park, or searching a parking lot for your car, or looking for a friend in a crowded shopping mall are all various examples. But visual search, visual search also includes zeroing in on a particular thing in your field of vision, like a coffee cup on your desk or Waldo on a page. Hmm. These are known as fixational eye movements. Waldo has helped researchers better understand the fixational eye movements involved in visual search. There you go. In one 2008 study, researchers had their participants search for Waldo while recording their eye movements. What they found helped resolve the role of a particular kind of fixational eye movement in visual visual search. Results showed that the eye rate of microsaccades, tiny jerk-like fixational eye movements, dramatically increased when participants found Waldo. The results helped researchers to establish a direct link between microsaccades and how we search for objects of interest. Researcher Susanna Martinez Conde was quoted as saying, This link can help with further further? Fajar? This link can help with future advancements such as creating neural prosthetics for patients with brain damage or machines that can see as well as humans. Because that's what we want. Yeah. You know? One step closer to Terminators. Science isn't just using Waldo to make discoveries about the human brain. It's also helped us understand how to find Waldo. Data scientist Randall S. Olson computed the best search strategy for finding Waldo and shared it with his world or shared it with the world on his blog. Using previous findings from Slate's Ben Blatt, 
that Waldo rarely appears at the edges of the page and never appears at the bottom right of the image, he created an optimized search path for finding Waldo. In case you want to try to optimize your search at home, he also looked at the points where Waldo was most likely to be. His recommendation, start at the bottom left of the two-page image, then move up to the upper quarter of the right page, then head down to the bottom right half. But keep in mind, Waldo's a tricky little guy, so he could be almost anywhere. You know who else could be almost anywhere? He is almost anywhere. That's true. That is facty. Yeah. The fact of the box. In 2011, a crowd of 3,872 people gathered in Dublin, Ireland, all dressed as Waldo, setting the world record for the largest group of people dressed as the famous character. The previous record was set in 2009, when 1,052 people gathered in New Brunswick, New Jersey, all dressed as Waldo. Jersey, go figure. You know, nothing better to do. That's right. On April 1st, 2018, Google Maps added a minigame in which one could look for Waldo and his friends around the world. On Saturday, September 12th, 2009, a recreation took place in downtown Chicago. The recreation featured all the characters, Wally, Wendo, Wizard Whitebeard, Oddlaw, and Woof, hiding throughout downtown Chicago and invited others to come and find them. That's cool. That is cool. Yeah. Uh, and if we've learned anything, if Captain Underpants can get pan- or banned, why the fuck not Waldo, right? Yeah. The surprising transgression has to do with the inclusion of adult images in the book. Oh, hello. Most notably that of a topless sunbather in the on-the-beach scene, <laughs> according to the American Library Association. The image found in the original Where's Waldo book caused the title to be banned in numerous libraries and stores across the United States. Most notably, the retail chain BJ's. Ah! Irony! Uh, Eventually, the woman was redrawn and covered up when the book was released in later editions. In 2007, Hanford sold the rights to Where's Waldo characters to a company called Entertainment Rights for £2.5 million. About about £3.5 million now, or $4.5 million. That's a nice chunk. That's a fucking... Where's Waldo? In the bank. In the bank. But uh, Hanford still has the rights to illustrate and publish future Waldo books, but Entertainment Rights holds the rights to make money from other ventures, such as video games, TV series, movies, and other merchandise. Okay. So that's a pretty fucking... Honestly, of all the deals that we've heard so far, that's not a bad deal. No, not at all. Because they're like, you know what? Because at the end of the day, the Waldo books are still much more than anything else. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, nobody's like... You go to toy shows all the time. How many people are looking for fucking Where's Waldo toys? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's a cool thing to have. Yeah. But you're not like... It's not something that's... Fucking making yourself worried, staying up all night on eBay. Yeah. I gotta be the last one to bid. Like, I gotta snipe this guy. That's not how that happens. And so we've reached the end of another fantastic search for a part of our history. If you like what you heard and learned, you can consider doing the following... You can follow us on all social media. We're at Toys R Us Podcast across the board. You can leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts, 
Podcasts? <laughs> Apple Podcasts slash Stitcher. That would help others find us. It would. Or you can become a patron by heading on over to patreon.com slash Toys R Us Podcast. Until next time, remember, he's right behind you. Remember, you will always be a Toys R Us kid. <laughs>